My name is Dr. Bart Precourt. Welcome to the Health Made Simple podcast. These podcasts will help you create simple strategies and simple habits so you can get back to being the best version of yourself. Hey everyone, Dr. Bart here and welcome to the Health Made Simple podcast. I've got an awesome topic for you today. It's all about testosterone. And ladies, uh, don't check out on this one because the, the reality here is, in, is that testosterone is just as important for the ladies as it is the men. Now, this is usually a, a topic that mostly revolves around guys, but the reality is, is that testosterone is equally as important for women as it is men. The only difference might be that men make a lot more of it, and we're always interested in how to make our muscles bigger, et cetera, but equally as important. So in, in this in this uh, podcast this morning, um, I'm going to cover several things for it. When it's made, which is kind of important to understand, I'm also going to cover where it's made, how we make testosterone, and then how do we test for it? If that's something that's, in, you know, you want to find out what level am I at, like how much testosterone do I have in my body, we're going to... I'm going to explain how you test for it, what are the optimal levels you should have, and some of the information out there is not always great, um, and then we're going to get to the nuts and bolts of it. How are we losing testosterone on a daily basis? Is this just an age thing, or are there things that you do every day that you don't even know about that are that are literally driving your testosterone down? And Make sure you're paying attention here, because the answer is yes, there's a ton of things, and then of course, everyone wants to know, what do we do to naturally increase testosterone? Here's the, here's the fun thing and the true thing and the cool thing about all this is that you do this work, you will drive your testosterone back up, which means you're going to get vitality back, health back. And what is it about testosterone that's so sexy, so important? You know what? It, it helps us build lean muscle mass. And that helps us decrease our body fat. But it's well beyond that. It's part of our ability to have plenty of energy every day. And something that a lot of people don't even know, it even is something that when we have good, balanced, optimal levels of, of testosterone, that actually helps us fight off things like depression and anxiety. So I'm going to cover all that. It's going to take a minute or two. This is going to be fun. So just hang with me here. And as and as usual, um, you know, if you, if you like the topic, if you think someone else would benefit from it, send it out, share it, get someone else to su- subscribe to our channel here. All right. So let's start with where is testosterone made? So I think a lot of people know that testosterone, especially in guys, it's made in your testes. Um, probably 95%, maybe, maybe 90, 95% of testosterone is made in the testes. And then for, for the women, it's in the ovaries. The other part of where testosterone is made, it's over in the adrenal glands. And we're going to talk a little bit about those in just a moment here because they actually play a pretty significant role in the need or the triggering of the body and the brain to be making more testosterone. So really it's your testes, ovaries, and your adrenals. That's where it's mostly made from. Here's the part. So here's the part that I think catches people's attention. Uh, And it's what do we actually make testosterone from? And this, I I can't explain how important this is because I think this will really open up our eyes. And testosterone actually made the first precursor of testosterone is cholesterol. That is why, folks, you hear there's such a big emphasis right now on eating good fats and eating good cholesterol because that is at the core 
of where our hormones are made. So all of those years that we saw people going fat-free, and I really saw it, it probably started around the early 80s where you know it came out uh, fat-free, right? That's how you lose weight, that's how you stayed skinny and all that stuff. And especially women became really, really good at flipping up, you know, food over, look, flipping labels over and looking to see how many grams of fat were in it. And if it had fat, we avoided it. And I, to me, that is one of the biggest reasons we have such a massive, massive hormone imbalance right now in our country. It's not normal for us to have abnormal hormones, and yet it's, it's, it's everywhere we go right now. We see it on, you know, and clinically I see it every single day. So, our hormones, testosterone, is made from cholesterol, which in a little while, um, I'm going to get to what is causing a huge decrease in testosterone. And sometimes it's actually some of the medications we're taking because those medications are actually decreasing cholesterol. Yeah, so maybe we've got some things, um, and it'll be for another podcast, but maybe the things that we understand about cholesterol aren't 100% accurate. So so there's a feedback loop. And this, I think this is, even though it's a little technical, I think this is real important for us to understand how there's this, there's this constant feedback system and how is it made or how is this triggered within our body to, to make testosterone? So it all starts up in our brain. There's something called a, your hypothalamus gland. And a lot of people consider this the mother of all your hormones. And, or there's another gland right next to it. It's kind of attached to it called your pituitary. And the way that it works is that the hypothalamus is triggered. It gets a message from the body saying, hey, we need some energy. We need to respond to what's going on in our lives right now. And maybe it's a need for energy. So it's a little bit of a law and law of supply and demand reaction here to what we call a negative feedback loop. So the hypothalamus gets a message from the body and it says, hey, we need some testosterone. Maybe you're lifting a lot of weights. So it then sends a message to the pituitary and then the pituitary releases some hormones. Um, in those hormones, the luteinizing hormones and um, and some other hormones that then signal down a follicle-stimulating hormone, so FSH and LH, if those of you familiar with blood work. And then it sends those hormones down to your testes. And then your testes are triggered to use those to make testosterone or down to your ovaries. And then to some part over to your adrenal glands. And then they're sent. Once you make the testosterone, it goes out into the blood system. And then the body gets to use it. So here's where the law of supply and demand happens. So if you make the testosterone, it's sent into the blood system, and you don't use it, now your body then sends a message back up to the hypothalamus, the mother of your hormones up in your brains, like in your third eye there, and says, we've got enough, don't make any more. And the flip side, the converse works as well. If all of a sudden you produce it, and then you go use it up, you're being active, you're lifting weights, you're, do, you're doing different exercises. And I'll talk about the ideal exercises to do to keep this, this kind of law of supply and demand flowing. Well, if you're using up your testosterone, then it sends a message to the hypothalamus and signals the pituitary gland, make the follicle stimulating hormone, make the luteinizing hormone. They send it down into the testes, down into the ovaries, and then your body makes more testosterone. And that's how it goes. So... The idea that we are losing testosterone just because of age, it's not accurate enough. In fact, I will, I'm trying to dismiss or to kind of break down that myth. You know, granted, as we age, 
our bodies work differently, true. But there's so much of this is depending upon just a simple law of supply and demand that I just spoke of. And we're going to get to some other things that are really, really at the core of why we decrease testosterone as we age. Um, all right, so let's, let's, let's chat for a moment. People always ask me, like, what is an ideal level? Like, if I, if I go into my doctor's office today, I'm going to explain to you a couple of ways to, um, to get this tested. If you go into your doctor's office, what are they going to look at? So this is where it gets, a, it gets a little funky. They have what are considered normal levels. Now, normal, unfortunately, and this, has, this is really how a lot of lab work goes, and that's why normal is not what we want. Because normal could be a normal group of 100 men. They could range from 20 to 80 years old. And it, so the, the, the levels are going to be all over the place. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're optimal, and especially for you, your age. So if you go to a doctor's office right now, more than likely, they'll give you a range of, of testosterone that's probably from about 375 all the way up to 1,200. Depends on who's, who's testing it. So if you fall, if you go in and you get your testosterone levels checked and you're at 425, they're going to say, oh, that's normal for you. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's optimal. Optimal levels, and there's a lot of different ways that we can test this, but optimal levels when you do blood, when you do serum, is probably going to be closer to about 600 to 800. Those are good optimal levels. And especially, um, and really, of course, when you're younger, in your 20s, you might see a little bit above that. But if you're like me, you're, you're, yeah, I'm almost 49. I'm a pushing 50. I'm a couple, you know, I'm, I'm 14 months out of being 50 years old. You want to see, you still want to see your optimal levels in that six to 800 level because that is going to help you not only feel good, but literally thrive. There's one thing about just feeling good, but we're talking about thriving right now. So here's, Here's a couple of ways you can test it. And they, they, all, they all cost rel relatively the same. You could probably go out and go to your doctor's or even order stuff online anywhere from about 50 bucks to maybe $150. Depends on the quality that you get or you know maybe you're going to have a doctor review with it. So I, I'll often have, um, and there's two ways here. So you can just do blood work and that often tests what they consider total testosterone. And that's one thing that we want to look at. There's there's a more functional marker that we want to look at, and that's free testosterone. And I'm not going to go into the details of why those are important, um, but nonetheless, those are two different different you know levels that we can check, and they're both important. But we got to have the total testosterone because that tells us just how much is going to be available in the bloodstream. The free gives us more of the actual available to use in our different tissues and organs. So. You can do blood work, but you can also do saliva work. So it's it's blood or saliva, and I guess you, you really could do urine as well, but I actually don't use that test at all. And they both have pros and cons. I like the saliva work and a lot of the precursors that I can get and measure, like things like DHEA, which is actually a real important marker to understand what's going on with testosterone because that's the precursor. If you, don't, if you have low DHEA, it's the precursor to testosterone. So if that's already going low, you can anticipate that over time, your testosterone is going to start going down as well. So again, ideally, um, you can do blood or saliva and, it, you know, for, I'm sorry, um, 600 to 800 is in like an optimal level. So, and here's, here's, if let's just say you don't do, you don't want to do lab work at all or just, you don't want to get involved. 
if you're a guy, here's here's one of the simplest, simplest, simplest um, ways to know whether or not you have ideal or optimal levels of testosterone. So testosterone is ideally, it's made at night. Um, this is part of the whole parasympathetic nervous system. This is the rest of Jeff. Rest and digest, recover and rebuild. So ideally, through the night, as you're getting a good night's sleep, you wake up and you have a morning erection. And that is because the testosterone's highest levels in the morning. In the event you're not getting you know, a, a morning erection on, on, a, on a pretty regular basis, then you get, that's a little bit of a red flag. That's probably saying that you're either overly tired, too much stress going on, or your testosterone could be going down. And usually it's a little bit of all of those. So that's just, that's just kind of um, a, a little side note if you don't want to test, but that's actually pretty accurate right there. Um, and guys out there that are listening to this, um, obviously it doesn't apply to ladies, but um, for guys who listen to this, if you're not getting a morning erection, um, and it's not something that many guys are talking to their doctors about, but if that is not happening, you're not functioning as a healthy male. And this is, so this is, you know, the, the, these things I'm going to give you in just a moment, this is, uh, these are, these are like, yeah, let's get these done. All right. So what causes, what, what, what's, what's the, what are some of the causes of low testosterone? And this is where we kind of get you know, the rubber meets the road here where this is some of the most important things I could probably share with you because I think a lot of guys like, like this is a huge topic. You cannot watch a football game on Saturday or Sunday without literally the next, the next, every time there's a commercial, there's something about low T and there's a reason for it is because we have a stressed out society right now. And as a result of it, testosterone is going down. But that's not the only reason. So I want to go through a couple of the low, low causes of testosterone. And these, then we're going to combine these with ways that we naturally build it up. And this is how you're going to skyrocket your testosterone on your own, nice and naturally. So the first one, and I see this as the number one thing, secondary to stress. I kind of like that stress is number one as well. But this one right here, sugar, carbohydrates are probably the number one reason that we see low testosterone across the board, especially the age groups, 40, 50, 60 years old. So I say sugar, then of course people say, oh, I don't eat sweets, but sugar includes all our carbohydrates. It includes alcohol. And just a moment ago, I told you that testosterone is made during parasympathetic activity. That is when your body's in rest and digest mode. It's in recover and rebuild mode. So in order for that to happen, we need one, we need to be getting plenty of sleep. But it also means that if you have sugar, alcohol, carbohydrates before you go to bed, you are raising your blood sugar. And what happens when you raise your blood sugar is your body naturally releases insulin. Insulin is a fat storage hormone. And insulin is kind of a defense mechanism so we don't have a lot of sugar floating around in our blood. So the more insulin you have, the less testosterone you make. It's that simple. So that is why, folks, so you, we hear, like right now, a keto diet, ketogenic diet, intermittent fasting is so huge. And this is why. Because if you're eating a high-carbohydrate diet, a high-sugar diet, something that increases the high glycemic foods into your life and your increase in blood sugar, you produce insulin. And if you have insulin, you're going to have lower levels of testosterone. 
And here's where the big challenge is. So we have this whole, you know, high blood sugar. Everyone's going to bed with alcohol and carbohydrates and whatnot. And then we wake up and you don't have your morning erection. You wake up, you don't have good energy. So then you start with more stimulants, keeping that sympathetic dominant state. So the sugar, the diet is so important that we get the carbohydrates down. And that's when we go to the higher fat, medium proteins. And that actually, again, so why the high fat? So if I'm just making this simple again, that is cholesterol is in fat. And that is what testosterone is made from. So if you've been wondering whether or not a keto-based diet isn't good for you, just ask yourself, do I want to put the foods in that make my hormones? Question A, and that'd be like, of course I do, right? So those are good fats, make good hormones. And then do I want to decrease sugar and carbohydrates, the things that stop me from making good hormones? And men and women, this applies to both of you. So if you are eating carbs, having alcohol at night, you are decreasing your testosterone production. All right, so number two, I kind of call this, so one and two to me are the number one reasons why we lose testosterone in our body. We're making poor hormones regularly, and that's stress. The inability, well, I'm going to say stress, but at the same time, I don't want you to think that you have to eliminate stress. I've, I've been practicing long enough. Um, then I know that we, we don't necessarily eliminate stress. And I also have a real life. I'm a real person and I get that I can't eliminate my stress. But the key is your ability to adapt to stress. So here's how it works with, 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 with testosterone. When we have stress, especially prolonged stress, you, inca- you increase a stress hormone called cortisol. And that's what your body ends up using as energy. That's your fight or flight hormone. And if you have cortisol in your system, cortisol triggers the release of sugar. There's the insulin response. Down goes testosterone. Or just from a simple, simple, you know, thought process here. If you're using cortisol for energy, if you're using sugar for energy, you do not need testosterone for energy. So if we do not adapt and help our bodies manage our stress, manage our cortisol levels, which really all comes back to the adrenals. If we don't do that, we're going to always be decreasing, decreasing, decreasing our production of testosterone. I would say that right now that's as tied with a diet as the number one cause is prolonged periods of stress. Your body, you're using cortisol to run your life, to get through every day, coffee to coffee, you know, just kind of plowing through the day. And as a result of using cortisol, you decrease testosterone and then the cycle gets worse and worse. And then what happens? You end up in your doctor and say, doc, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. My body's breaking down. I'm getting fatter. My energy's going away. I'm getting brain fog. What do I need? They test your blood. They say, oh, look at this. Your testosterone's low. You must need an injection. No. Put the brakes on. There's other ways of doing it. A lot healthier, a lot safer, and a lot. And your, your end result of getting what you want, a healthy, vibrant body, a lot completely different. So the third one is sleep. Uh, sleep is huge here. You actually make your testosterone when you sleep. So 95% of it is made while you sleep. And again, if you are well rested, you should wake up with an erection. It's just a simple sign. Of course, women, that's not going to happen for you. There's different ways we can measure it for women. But sleep is a critical part of this. I felt guilty. This is kind of funny. I felt guilty to, to that, that kind of like it's weird mentality where <clears throat> I would think that, oh, I can get away with just five hours of sleep. And I can remember when I was working full, you know, like 
plowing away in my office, just, just kind of like just going and going, going for more with work, which a lot of us entrepreneurs do. I was training hard as can be. Um, and as a result of it, you know, I only had a little time to sleep. So I'd get like five hours a night and that was the beginning of the downfall. And I got away with, and I call it only getting away with it. For those of you that are pushing, 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 you can get away with it, but the cost will be your health and will be your body. So it is sleep that is one of the most important things that helps you recover. I'm not telling you to push less. I'm telling you to sleep more. So, you know, trying to get six, seven, eight hours, preferably. If you want to increase your testosterone, remember, you make 95% of your sleep, of your testosterone when you sleep. If you're using alcohol to go to bed, you are not making testosterone. If you're using medications to produce, you know, like to to make you fall asleep, the likelihood of you making testosterone at night is also not going to happen because you're interfering with the normal hormonal pathways. So I'm telling you sleep is the most important, but getting sleep naturally is even more important. So let's let's go to the next topic and it's processed foods. You know, talking about the sugar and the carbs, of course, is important, but understanding that one of the bigger reasons that we see the big changes now in hormones versus 20 years ago is because we are putting so many chemicals into our body that our endocrine system, our hormonal system, has to deal with. And it literally can't keep up. So processed foods. So here's a tricky part. So in a moment, I'm going to tell you that one of the things you want to do is put good proteins into your body. But the if you put bad proteins into your body... This could be the cause of you lowering your testosterone. So guys have this mindset of, I'm going to lift weights, I'm going to eat a cow, and I'm going to make big, big muscles and have high testosterone. But I want to throw a little bit of a caution there to you, that if you're eating you know, beef, burger, steak that is not grass-fed, you're putting hormone-induced meats and, you know, and animals and antibiotics and hormone-laden products that into your body. So your body's going to respond to them in a negative way. And it goes the same thing with our processed food and all these pesticides and chemicals that are going into our bodies. We have to respond to those as stressors. So there's a whole different component that is stressing our bodies out. So we really, really got to watch them. And here's one of the key things that I see taking place clinically every day. And this is in both men and women is that the toxins are creating an increased estrogen effect. So when we bring in these exogenous chemicals and and hormones, they're creating a response in our body that's increasing estrogen, which is decreasing testosterone. So it is, I can't tell you how, how important it is. We get back to the basics. Eat organic food, drink lots of water, stay away from the processed food. God made it eat if man made it stay away. Um, and here's another one, you know, and this one always kind of really raises some eyebrows uh, of a cause that decreases testosterone in, in its medications. So a little while ago, I told you that we make, we make testosterone from cholesterol. Ultimately, it's a downstream. You use cholesterol as a building block for testosterone, for all your hormones. But the hormone, the statin drugs, and this this was an eye-opener for me in the clinic. It became real clear. Guys that are on statin drugs, women as well, it, it definitely down-regulates your hormones. You have less cholesterol in your, in your, coming into your body. 
because your doctors probably told you to stay away from, from eggs and steak and red meat, all where these good fats are come from. And then you take a statin drug, which then decreases your cholesterol within the body. The challenge here is now you decrease hormones. So I see a direct correlation. I'm not saying that it's a cause, but it is correlated and absolutely no doubt. And I think anyone that's been practicing long enough from a functional perspective like I have would agree with this. You go on the statin drug, your hormones go down, your body gets tighter. These are side effects. Testosterone go down, goes down, and then there's a need five, for Viagra. So there's a, a pretty close, and this is just a, there's, I don't know if there's research on this or not, but my clinical research, my clinical experience shows me that and tells me that guys that are on statins need Viagra. So just, just kind of pay attention to that. I'm not telling you that, you know, I'm not recommending as your doctor to get off your statins, but have that conversation with your doctor and see if that doesn't, you know, hold true for yourself because there are a lot of other ways to go about this. And then here's another one that's odd that could be causing a decrease in, in testosterone and, and hear me out on this one. And it's overtraining. I see a lot of people out there overtraining. They're just trying to train, 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 train. And there's, not everyone, but overtraining happens. So you don't need to crush yourself every day in order to increase your testosterone. So now I want to shift gears a little bit. Now's the fun part. How do we increase our testosterone naturally? And I'm going to start by telling you this. There's no magic pill. It's all about a multifaceted approach. It is taking multiple approaches. It's almost taking everything that I told you caused it and flipping it over. So anyone or any book or any podcast for that matter says, here's one magic pill to increase your testosterone, probably not going to get good results. But if you incorporate several different things that I'm about to give you, you absolutely positively can increase your testosterone naturally and keep it up, which is awesome. So first things first, diet. Let's go high fat, which again, because that's going to give, give us good cholesterol. We want good fats, right? Eggs are one of my favorites. High in B vitamins, good fats involved. So, you know, you get a great source of absorbable and easy to break down protein. Um, you know, even even your animal meats. You know, your red meat's perfectly fine. Um, low carbohydrate, so high fat, low carbohydrate. Do we need to starve ourselves? No, but letting our bodies become more and more fat adaptive. And and I'll talk more about keto in different po podcasts. But and what does that really mean? Like being fat adaptive just means that your body can burn fat as fuel. So in the beginning, it doesn't happen right away. But if you can get back to that idea of helping your body learn how to burn fat for fuel again, you become a, become a muscle building machine. Um, and then moderate to, to, I call it moderate protein to as needed protein. So I'm about 170 pounds. My base is about half my body weight of protein per day is a good benchmark. And if I get after really hard in a, in a workout that I might do a lot of tissue breakdown, then I'll increase that. But I probably find more men overeating proteins. And when you overeat your proteins, all your body really does is converts them into glucose. So it's almost like you're putting more you know, carbohydrates or sugar back into your, it really converts them to glycogen. Uh, but it, it, it's doing the same thing. It's having the effect of almost having more sugar in your body. So we've got to make sure that we're not overeating our proteins. Um, and then sleep. So this is number two. Number two, how to increase your testosterone. You got to get to the point where it's made and it's made while we sleep. 
So getting a good night's rest, that means going to bed. And there's two key parts of it. If you, if you have poor sleep habits, start right here. Go to bed at the same time every night. Even if it means you got to stare at the ceiling. But start to program your body of downtime. Get rid of the phones and the iPads in bed. That's ridiculous. we gotta, we got to wean off of that stuff. We've got to make sleep time sacred time. So you can get up in the morning and get after it just the way that you want it. You have the energy, you have the vitality, and you have the mental focus to get after it. But if you're not sleeping good, none of that happens. So we got to get better quality sleep. And that's a, a simple way to increase testosterone. Number three, stress adaptation. This may be now more than ever things like finding the skill sets to do or have a breathing practice, to have meditation in your life. It used to be just for the weirdos, but right now, for you men and women out there that are listening to this, that are always on the go, that it's go, 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 it's all gas, no brakes, you probably will benefit from producing or for, from creating a meditation or a stillness practice more than anybody. Because if you're always on go, you don't make your testosterone. So you're eventually going to run not just your testosterone, quite frankly, but all your hormones. You're going to become out of balance. And it's in just doing the lab work and dumping a bunch of synthetic or even what they call bioidentical hormones does not fix the go, go, go problem. Um, so sleep, stress adaptation, things like meditation. And one of my favorite ways is to support your adrenal glands. And listen, I'll be first to admit, I got stress. I got good stress. I got bad stress, but I got stress. So anytime you can address and help your adrenals, I think that's an awesome thing. And, you know, one of the ways that I do it is um, uh, I use some some herbs. That I'm going to go in just a moment. That's going to be the last part, some supplements we might use. Exercise and the strategies for exercise. So this is a part, a part where we can really use key strategies. And this is where I found some high, high success. So two parts. One, you got to move your body. We have to be active. High-intensity interval training is one of the absolute best ways to create a law of supply and demand for your body. That's what they call HIIT exercises. So there's two parts to exercise that I think you just your goal is to get healthier and you want to increase your testosterone production. Hear me out here. The high-intensity interval training increases something, what we call nitric oxide. This nitric oxide basically is when your body's starved of oxygen, you produce more nitric oxide to bring more oxygen into the cell. This happens when you're doing large muscle groups at a high pace. In this pace, you starve the oxygen, then there's a demand. You open up the cells to receive more oxygen, and that is a key point right there. That is the point. Then you can then produce, you get the nutrients in, the vitamins and everything come back into the cells so you can do more work, and that's when you produce your growth hormone and your testosterone. So hit exercises, and then one time a week, just hear me out on this, there's a lot of good research out there that's been kind of kind of verifying this, that one time a week, push it. This is hammer down. This is when you're going to pick a large muscle group, maybe it's deadlifts, maybe it's sprinting, and sprinting is one of my favorite exercises where you push it. Because uses every muscle body, you know, every almost every muscle in the body to do something like sprinting. But only one time a week do you really need to drive and push your body that hard to that kind of failure state 
to maximize and create optimal levels of the law of supply and demand when it comes to growth hormone testosterone. So that's really your workout strategy. So now when, when it's now one more key, key, key thing. So if you really then want to take it to the next level, and this goes against almost everything I grew up with when it comes to exercise. We used to fuel ourselves up. We used to carb up to exercise. Well, no kidding why we weren't building more muscle with that strategy because it doesn't work that way. In fact, if you put a lot of carbohydrates in before your workout, you take your pre-workout shake and you've got carbohydrates and sugar and fast-acting minerals and vitamins that are going to go right into the bloodstream to give you a little boost, that is what you're going to use for your energy. Therefore, you do not have a need to make growth hormone testosterone. The inverse of that, the flip that over, the opposite part of that would be to exercise on an empty stomach, exercise while fasting. And this is probably one of the best proven strategies to increase testosterone and growth hormone. So if you only get that out of this, this, this podcast today, roll with that one. That instead, of, instead of putting food in your body before you exercise, go on an empty stomach. Yeah, you, you might hit a little, bit, a little bit of a lull, but when you run out of the sugar that's in the blood, it will force your body to go learn how to burn fat for fuel, and then that drives up your ability to want to make growth hormone and testosterone. All right, so the last part, and sometimes everyone's waiting for this part, like what magic supplements can I recommend for you? And there are some, I don't want to call them magic, but there are some key things that so many people are deficient in that we're going to need in order to produce good testosterone levels. And here they are. I'm going to roll through these quick. And remember, at the end of the day, it's all of it. We got to eat right. We got to move right. We got to think right, which means we've got to manage manage or adapt to our stress. We got to sleep right. And then we also have to supplement right because even the best diet out there is, quite frankly, still deficient. So here's a couple key ones. Magnesium and zinc. And listen, if you drink alcohol, you're depleted in magnesium and zinc. If you got a gut issue, you got leaky gut, those are all, you know, zinc deficiencies because you don't make enough hydrochloric acid. So magnesium, I find probably deficient in just about everybody and zinc as well. This is both men and women. And you're going to need both of those minerals as a precursor to be able to make testosterone because not only your testes need them, it's very important that we have those for even things like uh, your adrenal glands. Vitamin D. And what is it about vitamin D? So we call it vitamin D, but quite frankly... Vitamin D is actually a hormone, and, and we use, so how do we get it from the sun? We use cholesterol to make vitamin D, so we want to make sure we have adequate amounts of vitamin D every day. Just get out in the sun. That's my favorite thing there. Adrenal support. My two favorite ways to support the adrenals are using an herb called ashwagandha and another one, Ramanya. And quality is king there. I can't express that enough. You guys can check into the things that I use if you want to dig a little bit deeper. Uh, a good grass-fed whey protein with all the essential amino acids is a fantastic way to feed the muscles that you're breaking down which then increase the ability to make more testosterone. And then maybe one of my favorite little-known herbs that help naturally increase testosterone production. Um, and, I, and I almost don't want to give you this, but I do want to at least tell you because I use it personally. Um, so I will. And the herb is called tribulus. And there's a lot of information out there about tribulus. And, and I think probably 99% of the products out there flat out don't work. But there are, there is a source of tribulus you can get. And I 
almost specifically, and I think it's a product that only comes out of Bulgaria. So a lot of herbs work that way, that the, the only true strength comes from where they're indigenous uh, to being grown. So the tribulus that comes out of Bulgaria, and there's a, neuro, a company that I use called MediHerb makes it, and it's absolutely fantastic. A lot of people kind of tag it as the natural Viagra. It's not a natural Viagra, Viagra but it does... You can tell you when you're using tributes regularly, you start to notice a lot of the same similarities of increasing testosterone. All right, so wrapping all this off, remember to increase your testosterone, integration is key. Recognize that your diet plays a huge role, stress plays a huge role, sleep plays a huge role, how you move, how you eat, how you sleep, all of them together combined make it really simple for you to increase your testosterone on a daily basis. All right, folks. Again, if you've enjoyed this, you think someone benefited from this, send it out. Remember, you're going to have the best year of your life simply because you're going to take more action this year than you ever have before. Y'all have it all. Thanks for listening to the Health Made Simple podcast. If you have a question or email you'd like me to answer or a topic you want me to cover, just go ahead and send us an email. To get my simple health tip on a daily basis, follow me on Facebook at Dr. Bart Precourt. And remember, your body is designed to be healthy. So let's make this the healthiest year of your life by taking more action than you ever have before.